Man meeting with Tyler and Dave. Oh, yeah. Should have done some like hard H's in that. Dave. <laughs> multiple, multiple syllables. That's the reason you go from David to Dave is to save the syllable. If you're just going to throw an extra syllable into Dave, then you've just defeated the whole purpose. Might as well just call I, me David. I still remember that uh, note you left. You left a <laughs> note when we went to, yeah. uh, you were going to go up and write songs in your Probably mom's we to the, cabin. The and cabin. Hope. And you went somewhere to get groceries or something, and you left a note for us, and it said, See like, you later. Yeah, David. And you left, you signed it, David. And to this day, I still like, see you later, David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David. I signed it, David, but then you guys uh, put, you guys, you did like the Jerry Seinfeld belly. You made a voice out of the way I wrote it. That's right. David. See, see you later. <laughs> David. Yeah. That's yeah. high pitched. And, David. Uh, David. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited, man. Our guest, uh, good friend of ours this week. I'm pretty excited to have him on. So we're going to go in the route of hockey. And this is cool because we have a little bit of hockey history, you and I, Tyler. Yeah. And, well, and similar time to when we, when we started playing music together. Yeah, both go hand in hand. Uh, when, we, when we first started playing music together, we both decided that we were going to join an ice hockey team at the same time as well. I mean, it was probably like a year after we started playing music. And yeah, we just because, went and bought uh, full gear. Did we go to like Crazy Benny's or some used place? What was that place called? I could figure it out, but I can't. Salvation Army right or something. Bought a bunch of shit gear, and then me and you went to the ice rink during public skate. We went to a kids public skate. With the, the kids yeah. that had like the bars to help, and we went out there and learned how to skate. Well, there was like a 13-year-old girl uh, that was an employee of the rink who was like, "That's right." You know, watching she helped the kids, us, and we're like, "Hi." Can you teach us how to stop? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And she helped us go backward. And, and then, then we I like mean, had a game the next night. Yeah, and then we literally went and played a game the next night. And we in our first season, we never won a single game. We lost every game, uh, and usually embarrassed. We got embarrassed every game. Uh, but really, ran- you're you're right. We're almost pro. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got better, and I quit, and you kept playing. <laughs> And then you'd start joining, you had, you know, all the teams and all your buddies joined up and then you still played re- till recently. I, I quit cause I'm like, I don't have time for this stuff. A yeah. rock, <laughs> rock band. I'm working on a demo. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, kind of fell out of it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, growing up in, growing up in Canada, it's like, uh, there's really only two things you do. It's cold all the time. So you play hockey, mm-hmm. everyone plays hockey. Dean played hockey. Joe, our drummer, played hockey. He's a goaltender, which makes sense for drummers. And then, like, me and you played hockey, but we didn't really start till we were older. And then uh, the other thing is everyone just is in bands. Everyone is in a band. Everyone jammed at instruments in multiple bands. Me and you were in a band together while I was in a band with Dean and some other guys. I remember Dean uh, actually came and jammed with my band that I was in at one point... Uh, I played in a band with you way back before that, like, that's how I met you was like, Hey, this is Tyler. He's going to be lead guitar in our band. That's right. Uh, so it's all just like this big incestual band. It was just a community of dudes that all just, and it was just, and it was interesting because it was like our, it was just our town. It was just like Delta. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, and somehow like, I remember like being in Tim's, brother's bedroom where he had a drum kit and there's a dude in there wearing like a bandana he looked like axel rose and he was like this is where it all begins we just kicked into something and then like two years later i met him again it was your buddy kurt yeah kurt yeah. And i'm like yeah it's the guy that was the guy so it's like we knew every single person that played an instrument in in our town and we played all in bands there was a battle of bands Mm-hmm. That every single buddy was in, except for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I was all mopey, and I I would go and watch you guys, and every other friend's band was in it. And you guys won, didn't you guys win? Uh, well, because kind of like not just one band won. You kind of like uh, they had like a few winners from each showcase, and you got the opportunity to record a song in their studio. Right, that was, how, that was what you won, right? It's an orphan but, studio uh, or something. Yeah, Orphan Studio. Good. Very good. Holy yeah. hell. 
Yeah. Impressive. I'm and everyone's like, Tyler, where's your band? How come you're not playing? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I didn't get, they didn't pick me. What's funny is the demo that wasn't good enough to, for Orphan Studios was good enough to get signed to like a, a major it label the, deal. Yeah. It was the same so, demo. So who's laughing now, pick. man? Yeah. Who's laughing now? Well, that's like we that's don't keep thinking up. like, I kept thinking back then, like the, the demo must have sounded too good, and they were like, "We can't make bring this guy into our studio. His demo sounds better than anything we can do." I swear, they were like, they didn't want to, they they didn't want to deal with it. Well, yeah, I mean, I had my own studio, so I didn't need, I didn't need. Maybe that's what it was, guys. This guy doesn't yeah. need recording, but it was just like I just wanted to perform in the battle. Yeah, you just want to be a part of the big jam. It was a, it was fun. And I had like your band came over, recorded at my place. Yeah, and Kurt's band. A bunch came of, over. You had, yeah, you had like uh, was it Goat's Blood? Is that who? Goat's recorded? Blood. Yeah, they so. came over and tracked. My dad actually yeah. came down when they were recording, and he was like, "God, I thought blood was going to start coming out of the wall." <laughs> <laughs> but that's how kind of I got started. Is I had a studio, a little studio, and I would that's track it. bands, and then so I just tracked my own stuff, and that's how we got started. But yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, the hockey has always been a part of our culture growing up, watching hockey on TV. And then when we became Theory of a Dead Man, like it was immediately start meeting all of these hockey players because a lot of them are Canadian and love rock music. For, and, yep. and just and just so everywhere we went, there was hockey players at our show. We go to a party, there's hockey players. And then we just became friends with a lot of these hockey players over the years. And then there are, and our guest has been uh, some of them we met quite early on has, and has been a friend ever since, right? It's cool because they bring a unique perspective to, uh, for us, uh, to music and, and uh, how music plays a part in some of these other uh, occupations and careers. It's cool because, uh, you know, for, for us, uh, this guest has always been like just like a total music guy. He's every time he, anytime we're hanging out with him, he's always talking music, talking music, talking music. So it'd be fun for us to chat with him. By the way, I I I put my AirPods in the washer. I'm literally dipshit. Did the most stereotypical thing. You're so stupid. You idiot. I did the same thing. So stupid. Honestly, I, you <laughs> did them with the ones that you got as a Christmas gift, right? Yep. Hundred percent. I did them with the ones I bought with my own money, and now oh. I have these ones that I got. For now you have the gift ones. Gifts. Yeah, yeah, so I did do it as well. I also have done oh. that. I don't feel so, so don't stupid. Feel too bad. So now yeah. I'm using these backup ones where there's only one of them, so I look like Ohura from Star Trek, and this thing kind of just barely hangs in my ear. But it'll be fine. <laughs> I think the AirPods are coming next. The, don't the, don't the, screw this up, man. Don't don't blow don't it. Screw this I, up. Yeah, I'm gonna blow it. Well, let's bring them on. Let's do it. Hey, our guest today on the show is former NHL hockey player who goaltended for New York Islanders, St. Louis Blues, Minnesota Wild, Calgary Flames, New York Rangers, and Florida Panthers was the 1997-98 Bill Masterson Trophy winner, claimed author of the book, The Best Seat in the House, and now is the co-host of the radio TV show Overdrive on TSN 1050 and an NHL analyst on TSN. Please welcome our friend Jamie McLennan. What's up, guys? How are hey. we doing today? Woo. <laughs> he thought it'd be funny if, like, every episode we said the wrong name every time. Like, it'd be funny. It's like, our friend Jeremy McMillan. And you're like, yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and, like, somebody has to correct you. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Like, especially. Tap on the like, shoulder. My last name is McLennan. I don't know how many times people are like McClendon, McClellan. Like, it, it just, it, they butcher it. McLean. Like I, yeah. it's painful. And I, I, I'll never forget like being interviewed like recently, maybe like three months ago, this, this guy like reaches out to me from like a, a radio station. He's like, Hey, we're huge fans of you. Like we love your work for TSN. And I'm like, Hey, thanks. And I come on there. They're like, uh, we're joined by Jamie McClellan. And I'm like, Oh, right away. You're just like, are you kidding me? And you don't want to like, correct them now you just like you go along with it and then when they reset they're like joined here by jamie mcclellan from tsn like it, it's painful i don't know what to do so yes you should do that every guest you should mess good. up their name on purpose to see what they do to see if how they react this is why we yeah. know you as noodles yes you can't screw noodles. that up you can't screw noodles, noodles up no 
Yeah. Am I, yeah, I mean, am I in your phone under noodles or am yeah, I under yeah. Jamie McLennan? Noodles. Noodles. Yeah. Yeah. Where did yeah. that name come from? Didn't you just eat noodles all the time? Uh, when I played junior, so this is 30 years ago, I'm 49 years old. So I'm playing Western hockey league junior. Like this is before iPads, iPhones, nutrition. And we would be, <laughs> I played in Spokane and then I went to Lethbridge and Lethbridge, you know, you had eight hour bus ride before the game. So you get up and you leave at eight o'clock in the morning from Lethbridge. Four hours later, you stop in Swift Current at some, this, this cafe. Can we swear on here or not? I got, yeah. I always like, like this fucking yep. cafe. I want to say that's, I think it, it drives home if I use the F word because <laughs> it was the, like a greasy spoon. And it, so you would get literally Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, and some form of a green. You'd eat it and say you played in Saskatoon that night, halfway through the second period, like the Salisbury steak was in your throat. Like, cause it was like the chef's old wallet. It was just like this crappy old steak. So, Mr. Mike's. Yeah. Like just brutal. So I was, I started to get fed up with it cause I'd have heartburn during the game. Like, so I said, the hell with this. I like craft dinner. So we had one plug in on the bus. So I would bring a crock pot, plug it in and make craft dinner like mac and cheese. And after a while, like the guys weren't getting off the bus. They were like staying on. So I would make an extra. And if, it, <laughs> we, played, if we played medicine hat, like two hours away, hour and a half, I'd just bring a, a plastic bag. Like I would make it that day and put it in like a Ziploc bag and just eat out of it. Like a, you know, a gremlin like a homeless person. Yeah. Basically a homeless person. <laughs> so <laughs> that was how I got, I got that nickname in junior. I was 18 years old. And then the minute you start talking to somebody you're like, Hey, I don't like that nickname. You know, like people always double down on right, it. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, I played with a guy named Robert Petrovicki and we called him helmet Balderas. He had a giant head and he'd be like, guys, I, I don't like that nickname. And people are like, okay, helmet. Like you just double down on it. You should never tell anybody that you don't like the nickname you've been given. It's, oh, I'm so you know, it sounds like the early days of hockey are similar to the early days of music. It's like you just eat food out of a Ziploc bag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and, and you guys are on the bus, just like us. We're on the That's bus, right. just grinding city to city. And then after a show or after a, a game, it's A and W. And then you hit the, you know, you, you head back to where or on to the next city. Like some of them, the bus rides are insane back in the day. Like, like, Hey, we're, we got a 16 hour bus ride. Like, good luck with that. You imagine Those aren't like the nice sleepers either. Those aren't the nice sleeper buses. Those are like a Greyhound style. Right. And if you were a rookie, you share a seat. So you, you're <laughs> sitting beside some other jackass and like, you're there for 16 hours. M meanwhile, the vets in the back are like laid out on the floor. They're laid out across <laughs> seats. Like that is you know, epitome like a, a hierarchy. Game. Yeah, that hierarchy. is. That's the levels at at, at uh, junior hockey. Some guys There's like, no hey, you know what? You made it to the big leagues. They want you in the NHL, and he's like, hell no, man. I got it made right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the top. I'm at the I'm top. <laughs> That's true. If you are a veteran in the Western Hockey League, you know it. it you kind of are the shit, but it's got its anyway, perks. It's got its I'd perks. I'd rather have a pro contract than be riding on planes and buses or for sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Definitely a lot of parallels with, uh, touring as a band and hockey. I remember even going like, uh, uh, the predators invited us down to, to watch a game. Yeah. And then after the game, we went back to say hi into the dressing room. And it's just like, what's it going to be like? You know, yeah. exactly the same situation as, you know, people coming back. Hey, come backstage after our show. And they're like, oh, my God. There's a couple <laughs> guys are playing video games. Yeah. And they're drinking a Coke. It's just a gong like, show. That's the thing. Like I, and as you guys know, and I should say this on the podcast, you guys know we're friends, but I was fans of yours before we became friends. So I was fucking mascot guy. Like, hey, I love theory. And then I think, Tyler, you <laughs> and I met at Chad's house or something. Uh, maybe that's the first time we met was at like one of Chad's parties or something like that. That's where I, I met so. you. I, you were wearing like a baby blue tuxedo. Oh yeah. That was Chad's, uh, <laughs> was, a New Year's, was that a New Year's party? I think that was during yeah. the lockout. I think it was like uh, a yeah. New Year's party. I showed up in a baby blue tuxedo because why not? 
looked like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, it was but the Dumb we, and Dumber look. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. But I, yeah. that's how we met. And But I was fans before, and then we'd become friends. But that is, there's so much parallel between, you know, music and sports. Like, it's not just, you know, the product. The product, we see the product on the ice. We see the product in, in your, your records and your stage presence. But it's our personalities and the way we conduct ourselves off, you know, non-professionally, which is, is for me super cool. Cause I, I would come to your show, we'd hang out backstage and guess what I'd get to do. I'd get to have a beer and, you know, we'd all have a beer. We'd sit and talk hockey. We'd sit and, you know, basically every athlete wants to be a rock star and every rock star wants to be an athlete. So it's yeah. kind of the, the crossover is, is, is amazing. That's why we all hit it off. You know? Yeah. And we always think you guys are crazy. Like, ah, oh, I just wanted to be a rock star. We're like, no, <laughs> you got it. You, you got the, you took, you took the right path. You took the right I don't path. Know. There was days where I, like I say, I see you guys, uh, on stage and, and, you know, it's a seamless show. Everything's cool. And then, you know, crowds going nuts. Like for, I just, I always wondered this and I'm sure you guys could speak to it more, but there's nights where I'd lose seven one and I was a shit bag in the net. You know what I mean? Like define a shit bag, like loss for you guys in a, during a concert. I, I, oh, I don't think you can. Oh. Can you? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. God, Hell yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> we've, we've been, we've been shut out eight, nothing before, man, for sure. Oh my <laughs> Lord. We come off stage. We, there was one we, time we played we, a, it was a showcase in, in New York for the label. Hmm. And that our was management was next. there. Yeah. And our management was like, could you guys play Hello Lonely tonight? The label wants to hear it. And we're like, no, we we don't we haven't never rehearsed it. We've never played that song. We don't ever play that song. And they're like, just do it. We're like, all right, fine, but okay. And you're okay. looking at each other like yeah. because I mean, to put a put a the song into uh, a record or, or record it you know, you do it re repeatedly, you, you do it perfectly into the machine, right? Instead yeah. of like, I've, I've, I've heard you guys say that before. I think Tyler, you said it, you almost have to, to do it live. You have to learn your own song to make it yeah. sound yep. correct. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, now before we go on tour, I think, you know, for me personally, I, I practice before we ever do any kind of like pre-production because I want, I don't want to be in pre-production and not know how to do it. So like to be asked to learn a song and perform a song that, that, that night that you've never played as a band before, even if everything technically would have went, went right, it probably wouldn't have sounded great. But the fact that Tyler's guitar didn't work, all I knew, oh, yeah, all I knew the was the melody. All I knew was the melody part. And I'm like, I can't change now and, and play yeah. what I should be playing, which is Ty's part, because I don't know it. I just actually yeah. don't know it. <laughs> yeah, we got to the chorus and it's just like, dee, 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 dee. Uh, it was bad. And I picked my guitar. I picked my guitar up and just went slam. And I smashed I, and on I remember, the stage. <laughs> and I was so, and after the show, our management's like, Sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing the whole label was here for that one, right, guys? Yeah, that was yeah. great. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, we've had oh yeah. We've we've had shows. We where, started us we started a show where the our guitars were all tuned to the wrong yeah, tuning wrong. for the song that we were playing. And that and that was right out of the gate. So it was like you kick in, you have all this adrenaline, you yeah. want to just have this great show, and it just sounds like <laughs> It, like four guys that don't know how to play are playing four different songs and you're like no yeah. you're playing in front of 10,000 people so we're like what do, what do <laughs> we do yeah who's who's in and who's oh, out boy. right now i don't know so i mean you like you guys have those the ear the earbuds or whatever they are yep. like yeah you're hearing your guitar in the wrong tune uh, you know yeah. instantly oh, right yeah. you know instantly so how, so what did, you did, you, did you pivot? Can you, can you, well, yeah. what I did was just, as soon as I heard it was out, I hit my tuner button on my guitar pedal and tuned it because <laughs> it was like, I, there's yeah. nothing else to do. Uh, you you got to oh wash these God. first few seconds out and just try to pick up. But the problem oh. is it's like starting a hockey game and they score three goals in the first minute and you have to try to pick yourself up and play oh. a good game. It's like, no, just pull me out, please get yeah. me out of the game. Yeah. Bring I've a backup a, guitar player in. <laughs> if I'm in net and I've allowed three, in the first five minutes, I've got the horse eye going at the bench, going, is the backup goaltender stretching out? Yeah. And if, if I'm the backup yeah. and my starter would get scored on early in the game and I don't want to go in, I'm painting myself invisible on the bench so the coach can't find me. There's times where I know, like, I don't, Roman Turek one night, 
I, I've told this story before, so I, I'm fine with sharing it. I rarely go out. I mean, you guys know I like to, I used to like, used to, I don't go out as much, but I used to go out and get bombed and have a great time and that. But I, during the season, you just don't have the time to do it. But if certain cities, you're like, I'm going out tonight. Like it's, we're in LA, I'm going out. I know we play the Kings tomorrow, but you know, I've, this guy's been in touch with us and this guy's been in touch and, you know, we're going to, a, we're going to the Hollywood Hills. So there was one night I ended up in the Hollywood Hills. It was five <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I just remember drinking Crown Royal out of the bottle, sitting in a booth, somebody's kitchen booth. And the guy from Swingers was there, like Suey, I think his name was. And uh, one of my teammates was like, dude, we got to practice in five hours. Like, we should go. And I'm like, go ahead. I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) So he leaves. I get a cab home. I don't know if I sleep. I go to practice. Like, I can fake it to make it. Just stand there. You do the grandfather clock. You just wave your stick. (laughs) You're just a, a mess anyways. I have a two hour nap that afternoon and I get to the rink and I can still taste, you you can still taste crown Royal. Like I could still, and I'm, I'm like, Oh, please hockey gods do not put me in the net. Like just don't. (laughs) And LA scores three goals in the first 10 minutes. And Joel Quinville is like screaming for noodles, noodles. And I am hiding on the bench. Like, I'm like, I don't want this guy like to find me. Noodles, get in there. So I'm like, holy shit, I got to go in. I'm still drunk. And I'm like, I've never done this before. Like I, I've never, and I get in there and they score the first shot. And you're, I'm like, oh my, we're going to lose 20 nothing here. Like, I have no idea. And I remember thinking to myself, and it, this is where you're like, just please, like adrenaline takes over, please let the puck hit you. Like, just relax and play. And I promise I'll never do this again. Like, I promise, I'll, like, you're just brave. Like, please, just, and we, I swear to God, shut him out the rest of the game. I must have sweat, you know, 20 pounds out of Crown Royal. And we ended up coming back to tie the game. And this is the, in the era of ties. So wow. a tie never, was a win in that situation. I, that was like, I would have taken a five, one loss. Like I, I actually would have <laughs> taken that night just given like how stupid I was and thinking like, you know, I can just slide one through and, and I didn't, and I got busted and I never did it again to that point. Like I did go out, you'd go for a couple drinks, but you always <laughs> made sure that you could be responsible, but I'll never forget that, that, that feeling in LA and I got stung, but luckily I ended up with a tie out of it. We had a similar thing happen when we were making our first record and we had the Carolina hurricanes come to Vancouver and somebody knew somebody. And anyway, I I would say probably 15 members of the team ended up at the studio and we were tracking some stuff. And then it just turned into like a party at the studio, basically. (laughs) Of course. And we were drinking and smoking weed. And I I mean, it was like Sammy Kapanen or something. (laughs) And he was just puking in the in the bushes. Yeah. and then they played the canucks the next night and the canucks blew them away it was seven to one and we were like we deserve yeah. a, like a we were in the studio and we're like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they we always joke the, the running joke in the nhl is that the roxy would get five get the canucks five to ten extra points per season right. because, you know you circled it when i played like for st louis or new york like you circled that Western trip because it was Calgary Cowboys and it was the Roxy in Vancouver. You were either staying over with time in both of those places. So that Roxy, like they, you know, the Roxy between Roxy and Chad's house and you name all the other uh, things that we got up to. Yeah. Believe me, the Canucks were very lucky to, to catch teams. You know, if you played Vancouver on the front end and had to fly out, they usually got the best of teams, but if the if it was a back to back situation, or you know the team was staying over in Vancouver and not playing somewhere else the next day, you knew the guys were enjoying themselves. Like it was, uh, it was just a, a well known thing. So yes, you helped get the Canucks two points. Yeah, I don't know how many, I don't know how many times I I had a call one time when I was coaching and. Uh, 
you guys know um, Mark from the Roxy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he texts me and he goes, call me. And he, he goes, Who's, are you guys playing tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, we're playing. He's like, uh, I'm uh, a little concerned about what you, some of your teams got going. Like, I mean, obviously just out <laughs> late. And we got our doors blown, blown off the next day. Like, that just, it happens. But, you know, guys, certain pressure points during the season, you just blow off steam. And I don't know what you guys are like on tour. Like, there's maybe a night where you're like, you know, you're somewhere in Wyoming and you're like, you know what? It gets away from you the night before you have a few drinks. At least you have the luxury of sleeping all day if you had to, or grind it out. Yeah. You don't go on stage a lot of times to what nine o'clock at night, right? Like at least. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely been some times. The meat plug story is one of the famous famous ones. Meat plug, Dave. Yeah, meat plug is pretty good. Ty Ty also checking uh, twelve uh, foot long sandwiches out of the bus was a pretty good one. Yeah, I get when I get blackout drunk. Usually, I just become a total piece of garbage, stupid shit. One time, checking all the crew's sandwiches. Yeah, one time I put on our our uh, tour manager. We called him RoboCop or something. He had this big brace. Yeah. They put on his leg and it had like a pump. It was full of air, like John Candy from Summer <laughs> Rental. Yeah. <laughs> it had a pump. And I guess I got drunk and I was blacked out. And I put it on and was walking around outside. Chucking sandwiches. Chucking sandwiches. <laughs> and then the next day, our tour manager's like, You, where's my pump? You lost the pump from my leg brace. And he, oh, he was so angry at me, but then he found it. It was in his road case and his, or yeah. something. Oh, I love it. You're Joey yeah. Trebbiani. You put the, remember the girl, remember Joey Trebbiani put the girl's prosthetic leg in the fire? He burned the, he burned the yeah. lady's prosthetic leg. That's, that's right. I can see you, Ty. Ty's Frank the Tank. That's what you are. You don't drink, you know, you don't go overboard too often, but when you do, it's, uh, it's look out. Yeah, we've had, we've had some good times. Uh, me and you, we've uh, we've gone to some. I, I don't know. We've been to some. I was with you when you retired. <laughs> yes. In L.A., went to some was, nightclub was and. Well, was that which one was, was there? That, was that the pub crawl where I dressed up at Richard Simmons? No, it was another time where it was like we went to some nightclub with your friends. It was on La Cienega. It's one of those stupid hot spots. And then you were just you're just drunk and you're like, I retire. Like, oh, okay. And that was it. <laughs> Pretty much it. I mean the I think was good. The, the problem is <laughs> that's why he said which one? Which one? Yeah, there was yeah. two pub crawls. One where I was dressed as a bumblebee and we had an incident, didn't we, in the line, like yeah. some guy tried to fight me. Yeah, the one we, that was, uh, we went to the wrong wrong club. We got separated yeah. from the pub crawl. And it was a dress-up pub crawl, and we we thought they were inside, and we went to the wrong club. And I was standing in line like a bumblebee. I was just standing yeah, there. We were and waiting. Some guy making started, fun of you. Yeah, started beaking me. So then I was yeah. like, "All right, well." Yeah. You and you're drunk, and you're like, "I'll put you in the hospital." And I'm like, oh, and it was just me and you. And it was like Santa yeah. Monica at some douchey nightclub. I know, I know. That was. Well, uh, Ty's got your back, though. Ty's got your back. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> Not sure. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's something you you realize quick. I, I uh, some stories <laughs> in the past where we've I got I went like toe to toe with these three dudes by myself. Remember, there was like a at the keg. I was at yeah. I was, it was a day off. I think it was in Edmonton or Calgary. <laughs> it was a day off, and I was, I was, I don't know, I was probably had some drinks, and I was getting into a cab outside the keg, and I and the guy's like, "Where are we going?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't, I don't know where our, where our hotel address is. I don't even know what yeah. hotel we're staying at." So I'm like, "I don't know." So I got out of the cab, and I I saw some of our crew guys smoking. And I'm like, "Where are we going? Where's our hotel?" Yeah. And these guys were just like. What an idiot! This this loser doesn't even know where he's going. And then I just, I just like full snapped, you know, where you get the guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> a problem. One yeah, of these things, right? Like you do one of these, yeah. yeah. And they and they just surrounded me. Oh no! And I didn't, good. you know, I was just in full like, you know, where you just start throwing punches and crying. Yeah, the cry fight. These three dudes in Calgary. And then here comes Dave out of nowhere, and he just stands. Comes were you there? You were in. Well, because well, I came out of the of the restaurant, and everybody was all the crew guys were all standing around. And I first thing I saw was these three guys standing around Ty, and Ty's like, "You better tell your buddy keep his mouth shut or something." <laughs> He's good. And I, so I was like, "Man, I gotta go." Ty needs some backup, so I just went yeah. right in. I'm like, "What's going on here?" 
at this yeah. game right here. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, obviously they obviously they backed off at that point. Yeah, they yeah. saw you. They knew. They saw Dame. They're like, whoa. They're like, whoa, this yeah, guy's a lethal <laughs> weapon. Lethal weapon. I would never, I, I mean, we always tell these crazy stories of what we, we've done and, and, and been involved in, but like, I don't even think I would even think to do something like that nowadays. Like, and no. it's not even, it, you see nowadays, everyone's like a UFC <clears throat> fighter. Or like you, 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 oh, yeah. you think you're a tough guy with some guy who's five foot four and he will like rip your head off before you even, you know, go to lift a finger, like yeah, grapple I, you down to the ground. You're like, yeah, he'll choke. Tap, he'll, tap, put tap, you, tap, he'll put you, he'll put you. Yeah. Or, you know, go a step further. Like, <laughs> nowadays knives guns you know depending on what state you are like it just i wouldn't even think twice yeah. about it like tomorrow uh, my whole i guess thought process if i go out for drinks now is fun and if there's a problem the last thing i want to be involved in is a problem like i'm like i am yeah. out like you know we we went uh you guys know jamal mayer's jammer um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jammer. i met i met him in nashville last <laughs> summer was when life was normal and we kind of did a little boys trip, my buddy Joey and Jammer, and we just met down there and I just wanted to listen to music. And it was so amazing. There was, you know, there was no, you know, bar fights, no nothing. We, the three of us just sat and talked to each other. We hadn't, we hadn't seen each other in a year. So you get caught up and then you just got music in the background, but it was, you know, to me, that's what fun is nowadays. Like not, yeah. Hey, we're going out. Oh, it's two o'clock in the morning. Who are we fighting? Like what's going on? Like it's, it used to be like that. When I lived in Edmonton, you're at Esmeralda's on a Tuesday night. You're like, Oh, two o'clock in the morning. Like, looks like our group's yeah. fighting. Better get out there and back them <laughs> up. And like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, you know, yeah, we all friends like that. I got a scar yeah. on the side of my head from a guy hit me with a two by four. Like you imagine getting hit with a two by four on the side of the head. Nowadays, yeah. that thing would, like have a a movie. It. It would have a nail in it or it would be a gun or it'd be a knife or it wouldn't even, I, I don't even, I can't even imagine what life would be like that. I, I, I hope that stuff never happens nowadays. Back when we were kids, it was like the outsiders, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go out. Yeah. Sometimes it was <laughs> bats. Sometimes it was knives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you just, you were, usually you were going to survive though. Usually yeah, you always made it home. <laughs> yeah. Someone got yeah. a bloody nose. Yeah, exactly. You woke up with like blood on your shirt or it's ripped. You like got into an argument at Seven Eleven with somebody because you're having a, you remember those Seven yeah. Eleven burgers? You have them at like three o'clock oh. in the morning. Have six so of them. Good. Yeah. They were white. There was, I don't know what kind of meat it was, but they were kind of white. <laughs> you know what? They would be a cure for coronavirus right now. Like, you yeah. know, some form of that's, like, you know. That's a freezer burn. It just, it like gets so freezer yeah. burned, it becomes a color. Yeah. And they're just warmed burn. up. Like they're just, they're not even, they're microwave. They're not even like cooked. They're just warmed up under those lamps. It's terrible. So, so noodles leading up to a game who picks music is there music in the dressing room are you guys allowed to listen to music who gets to pick the music i don't know how does it work like you know how's music involved in this in the process well i've been retired now before everyone had their own like their their ipods and their their phones now you see guys come into games any sport everyone's got their own headsets on they're listening to whatever they have some of them listen to apps that are calming themselves down like uh, there's an app out there called calm Um, i got it but like you know i've been retired i think 11 years now we always had like a playlist and it was like multiple playlists you had you know three hours leading up to the game the speed you know the stereo's on and usually like the backup goaltender handles a lot of it, but I, you know, I couldn't be too biased. Like I would, I would, I would like, okay, here's a country mix. Here's a hard rock mix. Here's a classic rock mix. And it was whatever the room was in, in the mood for, but there was always, you developed like a last song. Okay. Like, Hey, last song stereo's going off at five fifty-five for a seven o'clock game. Last song is this, you know, it's Rage Against the Machine. It's, you know, it's some form of song that the guys love. And it, you know, sometimes it was like a a disco song or like, it wasn't always just like, you know, old school ACDC or something like it was, it was something that the, remember the song blue, I'm blue and I will bleed. I will die. You know that that song? Yeah. I think it's called blue. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's, I, I think it's called. 
anyways, that song for, for like a whole year was like our last song before we went out, I think in St. Louis, like guys love the beat. They didn't even realize, I think the song is like, the lyrics aren't that good. It's like about suicide <laughs> or something. Like it's not even, you know what I mean? Like the lyrics are, yeah. if you actually dig into the song, it's probably not the, the most pump up song, but they like the, 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 the beat to it. So it's that, that part. And then what happens when you have like say four games in a week or something, it becomes stale. So you start mixing it up. Like it's country. It's, you know, Hey, what do we feel like? And, and, you know, somebody will, Hey, let me try this and plug in. And it's a new song, but for the most part, it it gets to a point. Guys are so regimented. Like at certain times, this song for that group is playing and, and that's it. I know you got, I I know bad girlfriend. I've heard that in the dressing room. Like that was, I mean, you guys, that's a, that's a stadium song, right? Like I didn't, WWF use it or like I've heard like I've been at rinks and heard bad girlfriend all the time. Come on. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen uh, We're watching hockey on the bus all the time and we'll be watching Rangers games. They play it a lot at MSG. Yeah. Play bad girlfriend a bunch. And, uh, and anytime anybody goes to a game, they'll always message us. If the, one of our songs comes on, Hey, they're playing bad girlfriend in Colorado right now or something. It is. It's amazing how the, and you guys can speak to it more. Like, how in tune, like you're friends with a lot of guys in the NHL who either have played or are playing now. And, you know, they, they love their, your music and they bring you in. So is is it weird? Like, I'll ask you guys, like, you know, we're friends, but like, what is the most random, I guess, hockey player that came up to you or was like, Hey, I'm a big fan. Like that. You didn't, you didn't realize or didn't know, you know, I know you're, you're friends with like Scotty Hartnell and guys like that, like, you know, Nashville guys. And like, you know, I think sketch Dave Scatchard and guys like that who are friends of the band, but like, it, you know, is there somebody that you've been on the road, like randomly, like, Hey, we're in Ottawa. I didn't realize that Chris Neal's a big fan or, you know what I mean? Like, I think it was cool when we went to uh, Edmonton actually that one time and it was uh, Taylor hall, uh, was it uh, Everly, Everly and uh, and R and H? No, it was the Sam Gagne who was the third that was with them, and he was kind of like to me. He kind of looked like he was babysitting them, right? They were the young guys out yeah. coming to watch the show, and uh, they actually hooked us up with with tickets uh, to the game the night before, and it was right. one of those uh, Taylor Hall goals that you still see re- highlights of that they. Eberly fed it like cross ice and Taylor Hall did this one timer scored with like a minute left in the third to win it two, and they won two one or something, really? but it was cool. So we met them. They came to the, came to the, the dressing room and I was like, Hey, nice pass. Nice goal. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> and, uh, we were asking them about music and I think it was one of, they were like, I don't know if they're just nervous or something, but they were, you know, Oh, you guys are one of my favorite bands. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I think sometimes you get in that situation and you just want to be a fan of the band you're hanging out with. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You never know if they're fans or not. A lot of the hockey players we know, you introduced us to. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, but like, it's just for me, I mean, like I'm a, I'm a fan of music and then I happened to meet Tyler. I met you guys and, and then, but I was a fan before, like, you know, and then now it's great to follow your career. Like you guys are, are you nine in nine albums? Where are you at? Just seven. Seven. Oh yeah. Jeez. Getting there. Yeah, you guys are getting it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to age you too much, but like it's like like I say, yeah. I, I go back to you know album one, album two. Yeah. You know, and I I was I was actually joking. My wife Steph was like, you know, you should get back into taking guitar lessons and stuff. And I've bought some guitars recently. And I remember having a, a guitar lesson, my first ever guitar lesson, and I go sit down with the guy. And the guy's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to teach you some stuff, teach you some songs. And he starts playing Santa Monica. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And I, I like, I remember messaging you right away, Tyra. I'm like, this guy, I go, I literally, my, my teacher is hammering away on Santa Monica. And You're like, just, listen, if I want to learn Santa Monica, I'll call yeah. my best friend, Tyler Connolly. Okay, bro, thanks. <laughs> and the thing is, is he was being such a hero about it too. He's like, you know, eventually you'll get to like, you know, this. And he's, he's like, <laughs> stop it you i'm like i was at that guy's like, house a month ago you, know? you should have facetimed with me and I'm like here 
here he is right here. And I'm like, hey, Jeremy McMillan, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah, exactly. It would have back then it was a flip phone. So we weren't, we couldn't do that stuff. But Flip uh, phone. I, I, you seem like a guy that would still have a flip phone today. I don't. I don't. You know what? Like Blackberry or something. Luckily working for Bell Media, like we get the, I've got the 11 Pro or whatever it is. Like a, yeah. it, it's good. Like it's a, I love technology now. Like I, I've embraced it, even though I'm not really good at, you know, I've got a TV and radio set up and a tie line here and all that. And for the most part, I can get it going every day. But like once in a while, I have to call IT. I'm like, I can't get this thing sorted out. And they talk me through it. But uh, yeah, you're seeing my TV set up here. That's why I've got a, I'm not that vain that I have like pictures and maps of myself all around. It's like, this is for, this is for TV. This is a picture yeah. Me and Grant Fear when I was 12 years old. Which is awesome. I won the Dairy Dude, Queen shootout. We're going to have to throw up a photo of, of some of the photos you've taken. Like the one I'm looking at right now, you've got a full mullet. It oh, looks, yeah. like you have a, looks like you have a Band-Aid in your hair, maybe. Like, <laughs> no, along the side? That yeah, was, was, it a, was it dyed? That was, little color. That was blonde dye. Yes, it was a stripe. Just the left side. It was like a, a skunk a stripe. stripe. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, whole, like, in. like a Pert Plus commercial. Like, oh, yeah. The, the, you know, the curly the hair. Nowadays, I'm, so I'm, good. I'm hanging on for dear life. I had a horrifying <laughs> picture the other day. I was bathing my son, and I'm on my knees and, you know, washing his feet or whatever. And my wife walks by and snaps a photo and I got like a hole here, a monkey bum. And yeah. now I like I was I was she texted to me, didn't tell me a word. I look at my phone. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is that? She's like, that's the top of your head. I'm like, oh, my oh, God. No. So I texted you never her. Crop, that. crop circle? What is that? Is that crop circle? <laughs> exactly. So I texted to I texted to Jerome again, who is uh, Iggy. Love him. Yeah. So Iggy, I'll go. What do I do with this? He's like, Rogaine. <laughs> I'm telling you, Rogaine. So I'm on Amazon like next day, Rogaine. So twice a day, I'm just chipping away, trying to get the Chia Pet working back. What so, was the spray? What was the, the Remember that? Ronco GLH. Remember that? Ronco. GLH. That guy, like, it. Ronco, he had the spray, but then he also had like dried, you could dry meat. You could make beef jerky. Oh, and yeah. Dried. Bronco food dehydrator. Yeah, the food dehydrator. That was it. Start, You're famous. Just start trying on hats, buddy. Just start trying. Just Believe start testing hats, yeah. man. I'm hat guys. I am hat guy. I had to comb my hair today because I'm on TV in an hour. That's why. Or else, believe me, I'd be wearing a hat. So. Oh, we thought you got all dressed up for us. I did. Okay. Why wouldn't I? I had to do my hair today. Now I have to do my hair every time we do one of these things. So how we like? Here's a question, Tyler. You're in LA. Are you? Are yep. you in LA right yep. now? Yeah. Yeah. You've been getting your hair done. Like, do you go out with a mask no. on? Like, what's the deal? What did you no, do? I cut it myself. Stuff? I really? cut it myself. Yeah. No way. I do a fade and everything. It's actually I need a, I, but I do the full fade and everything. It's really I just have one of those the clippers things, clippers. But it's like, uh, it's like it just does it by itself. You push a button. It's got like a digital screen and just like so you just go to like one and a half and then you're like just kind of do this around the and then really? my friends are like did you do your own hair i'm like yeah they're like how i'm like it's not hard it's crazy <laughs> i did my hair once and i got cocky and i put like a bullet hole in the side so i went too short so then <laughs> i've had one haircut in the last six months so i told her i'm like go sh as short as you can so that it's gotta last it's gotta last so that it takes, yeah so Three months. i don't know dave's I, Dave's cut my hair on the road before sometimes because he cuts his own hair. So I'll be like, Dave, cut my hair. So on the day off, I'll go to his Start his, cutting my kids' hair room. now too. But, yeah. It's not a bad, it's not a bad thing that to trait to have. I, my kid looks like Neil Diamond right now. He's got this, this cloth <laughs> and we've got, we got a haircut uh, booked for him right now for Tuesday. So he's a bit rattled, but uh, you know, we'll put a little mask on him and go in and yeah. that's the world we live in. Like, that's it's, right. yeah, it is weird. Like I do know a few people that had, have had cor coronavirus and stuff. And so I, you know, I've been kind of just, we've just stuck, stuck for close to home like we, i haven't really we get our groceries yeah. delivered and 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of the beauty of in our situation. Uh, you know, we're not working as far as uh, getting, you know, touring. So right. everything that we're doing and we're doing from home. So I just that's why I say I've come up become a stay at home dad. Basically, I'm getting groceries delivered, and yeah, it's 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 fun. I'm uh, I was I'm pretty excited to chat with you guys. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, yeah, it breaks up the day for sure. But what about like, yeah, like what, like what is the next step? I don't even know. Like I've seen bands now that are doing like drive-in, you know, drive-in concerts. I mean, you know, yeah. like what is like? I, you guys did something virtual the other day. Did you probably? Know? Wait, I don't know. My mom was very disappointed when she found out that the, we did this. Uh, we did some sort of thing. And she was like, yeah, I watched it was live. I'm like, no, mom, it's not live. She was like, what? She was devastated. She couldn't yeah. believe. I, I was going to message you too because you I betrayed me. Like, like I was yeah. like, betrayed I, me, I, I got to be honest. I thought it was live too. So I'm like, no. no. Well, I mean, I'm not supposed to tell you, you that it wasn't. Yeah, well, I, your secret's safe with me. Don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's easier because sometimes you do stuff live and then something happens and you're like, great. I had a thing where I was doing a, a live Instagram live interview with a radio station and it was, you know, lasted long enough for my phone, I guess has like a, it, lo it locks after 15 minutes. Yeah. So I was doing in the middle of an acoustic, it was live acoustic yeah. song. And then I saw my phone just go black and I'm, and then I just kept, I just did the rest <laughs> of the song. <laughs> I, I don't, I, can they see me? No, my phone locked and turned off. And I was like, uh, oh, embarrassing. So yeah, you, I'm, I'm you, kept, you were playing, you just kept playing. You're like the hell with it. I was kept playing in case maybe my screen just went to sleep. What's yeah. What's worse is that it's still recording. You're like, what the hell, man? Oh, great. This is hokey. Hold on here. And, and I knew it. Yeah. You. I yeah, and it catches interview. you blowing it. Yeah. Blowing I, I never, th I mean, I, when I do, if I do a TV hit, I put on that little moon. Now you slide down yeah. that moon so that yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, disturb anybody because somebody's calling or whatever. Like my mom will call like I'm on radio and TV every day from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. That hasn't changed for nine years now. So that's and, what mom calls. Or whatever, however long, a couple of years for sure. But like she'll call and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm on, I'm on radio. I'm in a break. Oh, my God. Bye. Like she'll hang up. And I'm like, you know this. Like, you know, like people forget, uh, uh, you know, like. Yep. Especially as we get old, right? We start to forget yeah. more and more. Uh, my favorite was I would be, you're at the mall at like six o'clock. Somebody walks up to you be like, you got a game tonight? No, I just, I don't like just show up at seven o'clock and start playing hockey. Like, <laughs> if it was yeah. six o'clock. I wouldn't be at the mall, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it's different. Like do you, you guys had a, you have a pre pre-show routine. Do you not? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's changed. It used to be very, Hockey, like in the sense we were talking about music in the locker room. We used to do have the exact same warm up. Our first, I think it was our first record. We would put on what was the band called, Dave? I put on a lot of uh, Black. Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the song Burn yeah. Black. Uh, and there was a lot of C. What? Injected. Injected. We crank injected, and then it was a lot of CO. COC. COC, corrosion of conformity. Yeah. Yeah. It was usually a lot of high energy, uh, you know, getting ramped up to play a show kind of music. Right. So it's not your own music. You don't play your own music before you go out like. No, you listen to somebody else's music to get you, you sort of get you juiced up. But it kind of changed. I mean, back then when we were playing like maybe 40 minute sets or 45 minute sets, you know, you want to be amped up and you want to have a 40 minutes of energy. But then when you're headlining a show and it's an hour and a half set, you don't want to just get so amped up prior to coming on stage that you're just that you hit a wall. I find it. Yeah, your energy like yeah, your energy. it's a different yeah. mentality now preparing uh, oh. for, a, for a headlining uh, show. I went to a sports psychologist um, and he this is when I was 30. So I was already like a seven or eight year pro. And I went to sports psychologist and he was saying that you over, like I over, overthink things. I was living the game from 10 o'clock in the morning until the game started. He's like, you've played three games already in your mind. He's like, you're actually, 
expending energy that you should be saving for the game. But, you know, I would be thinking about mental preparing and what if this happens, what if this happens? And I was Mm -hmm. actually wearing my, my energy levels were coming down and then I would have to ramp it up. And, and he was saying like, find a way to like manage your thoughts, manage your time. And, and it it actually, I became more efficient at it that, you know, like anything with experience, but yeah, I look back on it. There were times where I wouldn't sleep the night before a game because I was just living the game in my head. And then you're just exhausted by the time, like you just want the puck to drop because you're like, okay, let's see how tonight's going to unfold. Like right. as a goalie, you could never tell. I would be like lights out in warm-up, stopping everything. I'm like, God, I feel so good. <laughs> First two shots, one hits a defenseman skate and goes in. The other one's a screenshot. You can't find it. It's in the net. Now all of a sudden you're you're chasing the game three minutes right. into the game and you're screwed. So you're like, right. okay, I might as well relax and just play. And then there's other ones where you literally are like, I better get my head out of my ass because I I did the puck didn't even come near me in warm up. Like I, you know, I was letting <laughs> everything in, and all of a sudden the game starts and you get hit by the puck or something gets you into the game and you're like, I'm feeling, I feel great. Like I've got legs, I've got energy. Like I could never tell how I was going to play. That frustrated me, really frustrated me because I'm a planner. You know, I like to plan. It's and so, It's so yeah. funny because as an athlete, you must learn, you must really learn your body. Because I mean, I my hockey knowledge is very limited. You know, I learned, started playing hockey at beer league level uh, when I was like in my early 20s. But I would play sometimes and feel like I had an unlimited amounts of energy. And, yeah. I, and then I'd, after the fact, I'd be like, okay, what did I eat? What did I do today that m- made this perfect? And then like I would try to replicate that next hockey game. And it would be the opposite. I would just be like dragging ass the whole game. And I'm like, what is happening? How do you? But you must, as an athlete, you must have a better understanding of how your body's operating and how to get it operating or, or is that yeah. just still a struggle? I don't know. No, it is. But I, I think that's why you find that people are creatures of habit. Like I, they say goalies are superstitious. I, I think I'm super, I was superstitious, but I was more just a creature of habit because if I did that routine, I knew how my body was going to react. So on game right. days, I ate the same thing. Um, I tried to sleep the same amount because I'm like, okay, my body needs this. Um, The worst part, and this is what I don't miss about playing hockey anymore, is the first two minutes after you wake up, everything was an assessment. Okay, what's sore? Uh, You know, I got got a shot in my elbow. So like, I'm going to have to get that dealt with today. Groins, hips are sore. You know, like, like it was almost like a a checklist of to get out of bed. It's like the diagnostic it, check of your, really uh, your, of your whole body. <laughs> and, and I don't like, I, I don't miss being sore. I don't miss when I was a backup goalie, I'd face 500 shots sometimes a day. So, you know, you're going to get hit in a crease of padding where it's a stinger. It's, it's not enough to hurt you, but it's uncomfortable. And you're like, Oh, like, and I used to joke with the guys, like you hit me in the head. You can do anything you want <laughs> twice a month. On the first and the fifteenth, because those were paydays. You can't break my spirit on a payday, right. but like on a you know on a Thursday, and we don't play till Saturday. And I've gone out on a Wednesday night in St. Louis with Pronger. I'm across the river at Pops, and it's light out when I get home. The last thing I want to do is get a slap shot on the edge of my elbow. You know, just just enough that I've got to ice it the rest of the day, and I'm annoyed. Like. But that was that was the uh, the life, uh, you know. That's kind of you know, what I went through. You dr- you drunk dialed uh, Chris Pronger one time on purpose when we were hanging out in I think in Minnesota or something. We were we went out yeah. and drank a bunch, and then we were like bus calls in five minutes, and we were like running through those those uh, all those under uh, those tunnels to kind of yeah. get your way back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you called Chris Pronger and gave me the phone, and I was talking to Chris. <laughs> all drunk and I, I just remember that now and i'm like man how many times did he get handed the f- wake up because <laughs> yeah you were calling him and handing the phone to somebody else yeah uh, and then he had to just sit there and pretend like he's interested in talking to me uh, don't worry believe me he was i was just <laughs> texting with him like literally an hour ago like we still stay in touch quite a bit but you know he lives Ponzi. in st louis 
Prongsy. Oh, yeah. The Hook. <laughs> I used to call him, his nickname's Hook, the Dr. Hook from the movie Slapshot because he was always hooking and flashing people. So <laughs> he, uh, he's a funny guy. Yeah, we've, you know, we've still maintained a friendship. We don't see each other as much, obviously, but we talk a lot. It's like us, you know, like we, yeah, yeah. you know, I haven't, we haven't physically seen each other, what, in a couple of years? Yeah. Like wow. we, we get on this call. Like, I feel like we literally had a beer yesterday together. You know Yeah, I mean? we went out, it was in Toronto. We went out uh, and watched hockey in that big, uh, it was fairly new uh, building that has that, yeah. screens. Real sports. Bar. Yeah, yeah, real sports. Yeah. 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 We went there we went and hung out. We might've went for a keg dinner or something prior. I don't I really we remember. Did, but. We did. We did something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't you met us where. for... You brought your, I think uh, it was a, a, ba- a baby at the time. One of your kids. You oh, brought. it was Dylan, my daughter. So I, I think, yeah. you know what? I, I think I brought in my wife to say hello or something and the baby. And then they took off and we went out. I think that's yeah. what it was. So Sounds familiar. It's all Sounds coming familiar. back. Yeah. yeah. It's the same with musicians. People always think, like, do you know so-and-so? It's like, oh, yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, we, uh, we don't see, we only see musicians on tour. Right. You don't hang out at a period off the road, but then when you see each other, it's like you saw yeah. each other Pick yesterday. Right I just, but there's it, so much connection, everyone's right? the same. Yeah. The connections and yeah. everyone's the same, you know, unless you've drastically altered your, you know, the way that you conduct your life, you just pick up exactly where you, like I have friends, one of my best friends I've been friends with since grade two. So we're literally <laughs> like 40 some years. I don't see him ever. He lives in San Albert, Alberta. But like, I meet him for a coffee and it's like, Hey, it's like I saw him yesterday. You know what right. I mean? Like we stay mm-hmm. in touch with text, but like, it's, that's, I, I think I've, I've kind of resigned myself. Like I, I, I have friends who are in my life and I know they're lifelong friends. So I'm not worried about if I haven't seen them in six months or, you know, you, you check in with them, how you doing, what's new. You hope everyone's good. Okay. See you when I'm like, you know, Ty, whenever I'm in LA, like, Hey, I'm coming out to LA. You're going to be around. Yeah. If you're not, you're like, it's, it's, it's keeping in touch with people that you care about. And and I've found as I've gotten older, the people I've weeded out too. Like, you're like, nah, you know, like that person was a friend for that phase of my life. But I'm like, that's not a lifelong friend. There's there's lifelong friends and there's acquaintances. And I've, I've found as I get older, it's just, we don't have enough time in the day to, to get yeah. to everyone. So you kind of like, pick your yeah. dudes. You're like, Ty, every time I'm in LA, I'm going to come by your place. Cause I got a bag there and, uh, <laughs> and a guitar. Or and I, yeah. And I want to, you know, check out, do some laundry. Get some, it was like my, wasn't, were you, wasn't that my, you, like, yeah, bag? you had but, a, you had a bag of clothes in my house for a while. You, I think it was, well, I stayed at your place. Uh, Ty, one time and you're like, yeah, that's just Noodle's bag right there. Just uh, just ignore that. (laughs) And you finally had me fly out with it on tour and you're like, hey, can you bring me my suits? I I just got two suits in there. I need some interview or something. And I'm like, like, yeah. Two suits and some workout stuff and like a guitar case or a guitar and that was it. Like, That's great. That was my like... You know, if you have like money and a passport, like in a yeah, you were like Jason Bourne of uh, hockey. Yeah, exactly. That was like my, you know, my my kit. If I needed, like, hey, I'm in L.A. I, I go to Tyler's yeah. house and I could change. You know, like, I, it was because uh, I think it was the girl I was dating at the time, and I would stay with her. And if I ever got kicked out or decided to leave, I'm that's like, what it was. I've got it. It was volatile, so you never knew. I think if you got kicked out. Yeah, yeah, I think I got kicked out, so I was like, I need a bag over good. there. So <laughs> I forgot about that. The escape uh, bag. Time, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad you were able to come on here. I uh me and Dave were talking about uh, all these different guests we want because we were you know really want to do a podcast that was, you know, talked about music, but talked about music with people who weren't necessarily in this you in know, music. In no. music. So we're definitely oh, gonna have some musical guests, but uh one of our first was like, this hit up noodles. He's just, we have so many great stories with that guy over years, like you said, since uh, the beginning. We, we never even got to me beginning on stage with you guys in Edmonton, Alberta. That was fun. Right. That one of the highlights of my like life, learning, <laughs> hate my life. Hate my life, right? Right? D A G. G, yep. yeah. And then is there a B in there? No, it's just no. D A G. Nope. 
different version. And then there's a chug. And I thought for some reason, uh, this is in my mind, how this was all going to go down. When Ty, when you said like, yeah, come down to sound check. I thought I was going to show up and there was like going to be 40 guitars there. And you're like, Hey, we'll plug you in and just put you in the back and have no volume so that, you know, you don't jam <laughs> things up. There was like 50 people there. Cause there was a contest winners and you're like, yeah, we're going to play. Hey, yeah. my life. Uh, Dave, give noodles your guitar. And I was yeah, like, I just I'm gave not. you my rig. I was like, here, play yeah. mine. And then you stood beside me, like making sure that I was hitting the note. Coaching you. And then yeah. you're like, remember Ty's like, <laughs> I can play the lead or I can play that. I'll just fill in. I'm like, okay. I've never felt more awkward. Like I, I know, like I don't have to look at the guitar to get DAG, you know, sorted out. I, ne- I was staring at the guitar down like I was having some problems, but we, we got through it. And then Tyler, yeah, it was fun. I, it, your it, face was great. It. You were just, you were just like a, con- you look like a kid that, that was like, yeah, I want to, con- I was a contest winner basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Let's you bring him up here. Everyone. Thank exactly. you so much. Yeah. That <laughs> night was a night I will never forget on so many different levels. <laughs> was that the night that Dean's uh, bass got stolen too? Was that the same night? I feel like Dean got his bass stolen from, from- yeah, no. Was that a wintry night? Was that a wintry night? It was like in August and it was like some, some guy was trying to give you his demo disc. And I remember Tyler, you're really, really cool about it. Cause you were like, I always accept demo disc from people because, you know, I want to want to help them out if I can or whatever, but this guy would not leave. And he was like painful. And then that's the guy who ended up like basically almost having sex with a girl on like on the dance floor in front of you guys while you were playing. Oh yeah, over to the side there. Over the side, and there was a guy in in a in the in the handicap section with a yeah. wheelchair, and he's I trying to watch. And this guy is like got the girl on top of him, and we're I like it was a gong show. And, and, I remember that, and, now. and it was all done right beside my mom. Yes, your I was standing with your mom in the VIP <laughs> section and and she's like what the hell is going on here? I'm like and of course I'm you know when you're drunk and you're trying to be like an adult be like this is despicable and I'm like just I'm hammered and you're I'm his hips. <laughs> no, I'm like <laughs> pushing I, I him in. Like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, I like I'm so sorry, Tyler's mom. This is <laughs> unbelievable. I'm disgusted. It's like this is like every night. Uh, it was and so I'm like, funny. huh? Yeah, I'm my sure mom. Yeah, no, sure you told me that, and I didn't see it. <laughs> no, yeah, I, think I, I think I had to tell you because that guy was kicking around and wanted to get on the bus after, and I'm like, that guy can't come on the bus. Like, I'm <laughs> like, he was literally just out of his mind and out of control. Like, I, I think I put my foot down. You were being like a nice guy and like, I'll take your demo, and I'm like, that guy's not coming anywhere near the band anymore. I've had enough. Like, I remember Make I had sure my, hands. my big buddy Lummer with me, like my six foot eight yeah. fireman buddy Lummer. Love him. Yeah, we and love him. Lums was like to this day. Once in a while, I'll get a text from him, and be like, "Remember that theory concert?" Like, and he's yeah. he's been to multiple. He's probably been to ten of your concerts. Like, yeah, yeah. he was at yeah. our last one with yeah. my mom. He was, was backstage. He? I love yeah, it. Our, our last show in Edmonton, he was backstage with my mom. I think he would have mentioned it to him. I was like, "Remember the last time you guys met?" Was probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could, honestly i know you guys gotta go but we could talk for days about this maybe it's almost be, like yeah. we're, it's almost like we're gonna have to have you on again i was gonna say you know noodles we'll do noodles part two like a month from now once you guys get you know cycle through some like real talented people not and then they come back and be like let's get that lunatic back on let's get i didn't some, even get uh, to any of my notes we never, we don't need notes. You know how us, we yeah. just sit and wing. That's it. That's it. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to Jeremy McMillan part two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> George McLean. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Because it happens to all of us. Dean Back gets it the most, which his name is Dean Back, B-A-C-K, our bass player. The easiest he, name. But he, what do they call Dean him? Back? Back? Black, Beck, Beck and black, black all the time, nonstop. And it's just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that be would be the worst. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I, Dave, I think, magazine. 
To me, Dave, <laughs> your name would get butchered more. Never. Really? Never. Nobody ever butchers my name. Brenner yeah. is so simple. To, uh, it's like, you know, it's three letters or four letters. Uh, B-R-E. Yeah. 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 Connolly, yeah, you can't screw those up. But yeah, that, people yeah. don't screw up. Seven. It's almost like it's too simple. People are like, it can't just be back. It has to be, so- it has to be something else. It has else. to be black. <laughs> Dean, we're here with Tyler Connolly and... Dean Blick. And he's like, yep. Blah. How do you Just say that? that Blah. He would be so rattled, too. I love that. Yeah, because it just makes sense. All right. Well, you'll, you, you can have Jeremy McLean on next time. <laughs> I, I, I'll be be great. Anytime. You guys know it. I love you guys. Good to see well, you, thank man. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. Okay, guys. Be well. Let's talk soon. And uh, yeah, look forward to the next one. Yeah, man. All right, we'll talk to you soon. You bet. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye. Ah, it's always fun uh, talking to noodles. Yeah, he's a great, great. He's a great guest. He's just. <laughs> uh, I feel like he has stories that, uh, like, endless amount of stories. We could talk for days so, with him. And yeah, there's, you know, and this is a lot of the stories. You know, some stories are edited. For content, uh, there's definitely some stories that we would never tell, but um, it's great. It's just he's got uh, some good stories, uh, actually, in his book. Uh, each chapter is almost like a little debaucherous yeah. story. Uh, this is definitely just, worth yeah. uh, it's definitely worth reading. Check it out. It's uh, his book is called The Best Seat in the House. Uh, so I think you can just get that on uh, Amazon uh, or wherever you purchase. Paper books, paperback uh, novels, Kindle as well. Yeah, you can get everything's online now too. Everything's like on iPad and all that kind of stuff. So that's cool, uh, man. Yeah, and, and we'll put his uh, uh, his socials will be on the YouTube as well. But uh, yeah, go check him out um, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, once again, Overdrive on TSN 1050, and uh, he's also an analyst on the on TSN. So that's awesome, man. It was good to see him. Yep. But uh, yeah, so that's we're going to end uh, the podcast right there, I think. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on band meeting, Dave Brenner. Um, we're going to have merch pretty soon, too. We're, we got some merch coming out. So we'll have exciting. a little merch store. I'm excited. Yep. Uh, so until that happens, uh, yeah, check out our other podcasts. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, we have our socials as well, band meeting podcasts on instagram and twitter and uh and you can also watch this on youtube we'll have uh links that go to jamie's stuff and our stuff as well and one more thing every episode we are going to do a charity where you can click on and and donate if you like so today we uh are going to do music cares is the charity so check that out but thank you so much for listening and we will we'll see you next time can't wait Yeah.